here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. You know what time of the week it is. It's time to hear from the lovely Gail from Sunny Otaki. You're on At The Table with Gail. Hi, Gail. Good morning. How are you? Not bad, not bad. It's getting warmer out there. I'm starting to feel like summer's coming. Oh, it's lovely seeing the sun today. We've had that bit of rain, which has been great for the garden, I must admit. I go out and check my you know, plants to make sure that they are growing. And it's just lovely, really, to have those couple of bits of rain, rainy days. How are your silver feet looking? Great. Well, I'm having my spinach and my smoothies. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's all looking good. It's all looking good. I'll tell and you what, the lawns are growing just as fast, though. I know. Uh, I saw the, the, the mower um, man who comes around and does my lawns. He got a window of, you know, fine. Oh, lucky. came around and I was thinking, oh, thank goodness he came while it wasn't raining. Looks good now. Yeah, yeah, it's but getting to, good. It's getting yeah. to that great time of the year. It's coming up to Christmas. It's oh, getting warmer. So seaward. Uh, I know. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, we're going a bit crackers to start with, and I like <laughs> I like the sound of these. Well, I actually tasted these um, when I went to my friend's place for a meal the other night, and uh, Louise gave me this recipe. Um, because we had them with, you know, a bit of dip and stuff before tea, and honestly, they were really, really nice. So I said to her, give me the recipe. I'm going to put that over the radio uh, because I really, really like them. But, um, you know, sort of easy to buy crackers, but these were just really nice. So they're bird seed crackers, and you first of all, you're turning your oven on to 150 degrees, then a quarter of a cup of pumpkin seeds, a quarter of a cup of sesame seeds. Now, a quarter of a cup of flax seeds. Is that the same as linseed? I'm not sure. But I don't know. It maybe could be either either because it's got linseed and in brackets flax seeds. Hmm. So it could be either either or linseed is another name for flaxseed. I didn't research that bit. But anyway, a quarter of a cup of sunflower seeds and one cup of cornmeal. Three teaspoons of dried rosemary, quarter of a cup of olive oil, one teaspoon of salt and one cup of boiling water. And I was really pleased, Tanya, to see three teaspoons of dried rosemary because mm. my dried rosemary, I'd like to see it go down in the jar. <laughs> Don't it's, you use it much? <laughs> well, I use it, but I, it's sort of like when I go back, I still think, oh, I've still got plenty of dried rosemary there. And uh, and I do use a bit, never, I don't think, three teaspoons at once. So I'm looking forward to actually probably trying these so I can use up some dried rosemary in my pantry. So ready for some fresh stuff. Now you're combining all the seeds, herbs and cornmeal, cornmeal and add the salt and olive oil. So you're basically combining all those seeds. You don't have to smash them or anything like that. They're going in as is. And mix really well. So mix them all round because you've got the olive oil in there that's, you know, sort of making it greasy and mix. Now, add the boiling water last once you've got those mixed and um, mix it really, really well. And you're lining, um, I think, a couple of baking trays with baking paper and spread out. So you're sort of like just, you know, getting it and putting it on and sort of spreading it out. Try and shape it when you can. Uh, to you know into a square 
and sprinkle with sea salt. Now, sea salt's a nice sort of coarse salt, so I think that makes a difference to, to, to the result of these crackers. And you're baking them for 30 minutes. Now, you're removing them from the oven, and then you're making your cut marks, okay, because it's probably easier to do it halfway through cooking than the final round. So make all your cut marks then, and then bake for a further 30 minutes. And then you're turning off the oven, just leave it, leave them in there. And when you come back to them, you know, they need to be cooled. And then you're taking them up and where you've marked them, they should really just break like a toffee. You know, like once you've got the marks there, mm. you can actually go through and, and, and break them up. And you still get your nice squares anyway. So give them a good indentation when you are cutting them up so that you're not going to break it and think, Oh, and I've got half a cracker there. And yeah. I've got a little cracker shards. there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and one and a half crackers in the next one I break up. So make sure that you, you do that. And these were really yummy. We sat and had them with, um, I think it was carrot and honey hummus. Oh, yeah. And uh, a nice cheese. And honestly, these, was, these were really, really lovely. So thank you, Louise. Um, the, the, everybody will be making these now, I hope. But uh, they're really good. Oh, that's brilliant. Good on you, Louise. I like the sound of all those seeds. It'd be good for your constitution. Yes, exactly. And I mean, I know that you can get similar, yep. but hey, make your own. I know. How cool are you going to feel when you come out and you say, oh, look, I've made these crackers Well, myself. I didn't even know. I thought they were actually brought ones. And yeah. I said to Louise, oh, these are really nice. And she said, I said, did you make these? And she said, yes, I did. Give me the recipe. Awesome. So there you are. That's our first one today. All right. You can find that on our Facebook page, Coast Access Radio. They're there every week. You're looking for bird seed crackers. <laughs> oh, don't get me to pronounce the next one. I think I need a bit of a <sighs> in my accent. Well, I think I do too. In fact, <laughs> I did look it up because I thought, oh, I better get this right, you know. And uh, so, so it's a lab kitchen. So... That's a, uh, a, a ger- this is a German recipe, and it's actually edible Christmas decorations, but they say the longer you bake them, yeah. the harder they get. So mindful of teeth, because I was thinking, oh, you know, you wouldn't want to bite into it and dentists aren't hoping over Christmas, so just be <laughs> careful there. But uh, but anyway, these are a real delight because they can be made with the kids or they can do the finished product once you've done the cooking. So what we've got here is... 50 grams of butter, one cup of honey, three quarters of a cup of brown sugar, one tablespoon of lemon juice, one tablespoon of finely grated lemon rind, two teaspoons of cinnamon, one teaspoon of ground cloves, one teaspoon of nutmeg, and one teaspoon of allspice, half a teaspoon of baking soda, and three to four cups of flour. You're going to have to judge that yourself. But look at all those spices that are in there, um, Tanya. You know, Festive. I think, yeah, exactly. But when I looked up this Lebrkuchen, um, I sort of thought it was the German idea of a gingerbread type biscuit. And then I looked down and I thought, oh, there's no ginger There's no it. ginger. There's no, there's no ginger in these. So maybe, you know, there's other recipes out there that have got the ginger in them. But with all those spices, I think it sort of probably lends itself to a nice spicy biscuit anyway. And uh, But with no ginger in. You, maybe you could add it, you know, one teaspoon of cinnamon and one teaspoon of ginger. It's up to you. Now, what you're doing is... Um, Measuring all those ingredients except the baking soda and flour and into a medium-sized saucepan. 
So remember that. Accept the baking soda and flour into a medium-sized saucepan. Stir over low heat until all the ingredients are blended and the sugar is no longer grainy. You know how you can, you know, you can stir and you can still see that sugar in there and it's all sort of getting sticky and all that. So make sure that you, um, it's sort of clear. Do not boil and remove from the heat and cool to room temperature. Stir in the baking soda, soda when it's, you know, sort of at that room temperature. Um, sifted with the cup of flour because you don't want lumps in it. We know baking soda can actually, you know, have lumps in it. Stir well and then this is why they're saying just add a half a cup of flour at a time until the dough is really firm enough to roll out on a floured board. The more flour you add the harder and longer lasting the biscuits will be. So that's what they say. But I think you'd have to be careful that the dough doesn't break up. You know how when you've added too much flour to something and it won't sort of really... Your eyebrows just raised then. (laughs) Quite experienced. Do I bake, bake, Gail? Tell me, tell me. (laughs) But basically, you know, when you've added too much flour to something, sometimes when you roll it, it sort of starts to, to break up, mm. and I think it's just too much flour. So I think it's better to, you know, I don't think you really want to end up with a really hard biscuit, but, you know, mm. enough to hang on the tree anyway, and um, you'll have to count them because I'm sure they'll disappear. Um, but roll out the dough and just sort of like a a, a bit more than a scone dough, maybe, as, as far as the texture goes. Roll out the dough to about five millimetres thick and cut into interesting shapes using biscuit cutters. So you've got your star, you've got the Christmas tree, you've got a fluted cutter, diamonds, all that sort of thing um, that you can cut these out with. Now, before cooking, this was interesting and this was a good little hint for me, uh, pierce a hole to thread the um, red ribbon or wool or whatever you've got there. It could be nice, colourful string. Um, now, a gently, it, it says here, a gently twisted straw makes good holes. And I thought, well, yeah, that's actually really quite a good idea. Mm. So just remember that and not too close to the edge of anything because it's, it, you know, we don't want it to seal up or when you put the thread through, it breaks in half. So just be mindful where you're putting the hole. Now, bake at 170 degrees for about 10 to 20, but I sort of thought mm, maybe 10's not long enough. So I sort of thought 15 to 20. You can keep an eye on them. Maybe 20's too much, maybe just 15, but it's your idea to have a look uh, because I think, as I was just mentioning to Tania before, the longer you um, bake these biscuits, the harder they get. Mm. So it's up to you, really, because you're going to actually decorate these and um, hang them on the tree. So, but still be edible. So, so if you don't like your in-laws, make them really hard and <laughs> watch them break their teeth. I didn't say that. She did not say this. Merry Christmas. <laughs> right. Now, you're calling them on a rack and you can leave them plain, but I wouldn't leave them plain, of course. That's the whole idea of making them. And uh, decorate with water icing. But I just sort of think, well, I like butter in my icing. So I would put uh, water, butter and icing sugar. No particular um, um, 
measurement. weight, yeah, or yeah. measurement, yeah, mm. just just decide, you know, because I do like butter and and you can just do the icing, sugar, and water, but um, just make it a little bit more consistent with you know Christmas. Um, do that and pipe it on to the biscuits. And if you haven't got a little piping um, um, bag, you can, uh, with a nozzle, you can actually use, and I've said this before, get a plastic bag and just nip very, don't make the whole big because, you know, it, it'll, everything will come out, you know, quite like a worm. But with, with just a little tip on the end, put the icing sugar in there and squeeze the bag and you can make all these lovely sort of like decorations around the edge and um, it, it'll look really lovely. Now, I did show um, Tania an illustration and they've got um, little tartan um, pieces of ribbon and they look really, really nice. They've hanging them on like the wreaths, wreaths, stars, and hearts. Yeah, and that's they're, hearts, they're yeah. all very uniform because they're all in red and white and green, and they look beautiful. They're lovely, and yeah. they've got that white icing, you know, sugar over the top of them. Or I see mm. on some of them, they've uh, obviously um, put a very light icing sugar on them and put sort of some slivered almonds around them. Ooh. So it's your choice. You could do that, but I don't know about sticking a cherry on it. I don't know. How long that might last, but um, but no, I think it's something different that you could do. And if you only want to just save them for Christmas, just do them a few days before Christmas. Mm. Maybe have them in the freezer, and then you don't have to worry. They can sort of really be eaten, you know, once Christmas Day is over, probably. Mm. Yeah, oh, I just thought it was really, really nice. Something different. Yeah, from another culture. That's right, exactly. And something different than just, you know, the baubles that we get and the tinsel and all that. You can still add that, but this will be lovely. It'll be talked about. Oh, yeah, because you have people come over and you say, help yourself do a decoration <laughs> from the tree. They'll be, what? You see, you can eat it. You can <laughs> yeah, take it home. <laughs> that's right, exactly. Yeah, so um, I just thought it was something nice, for, you know, with Christmas impending that we should could do something like that. Yeah, and if we're spending a little bit more time at home, why not do something that makes you feel good? Well, and you exactly. get to eat it too. Yeah, and yeah. that's what we have got time. Yeah, for sure. Lib Kutchen. Hey, do you know what? I used to live with someone who had a cat called Kutchen. It was a oh. German name too. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Was it Ginger? It was a tortoiseshell. It had ginger in it. So maybe that's why it was called Kutchen. That's right. That might be the ginger part. I might have to find out more about that. that. Yes, you might. <laughs> Research. <laughs> so should we have a Christmas song or did you want to go with a German feel? Well, I don't know. Have we got a German feel? Maybe we could find something. There is something from back in the 80s. I think they're a German band called After the Fire. And they sing a song called Der Kommissar, which oh. means the boss. And that's you. Oh, okay. We'll go for that one.
Sounds in town. <laughs> 
Yes, well, I certainly remember that one from the 80s, but I had to do a bit of a YouTube one on that, Gail. Mm, yes. yes, and I think you, you did well. All right, well, let's go to something that's a bit easier to read, not German. <laughs> Spinach, noodles and cheese and casserole. Well, I thought we'd just do something savoury because, you know, it's, uh, I can't give out all sort of like goody stuff, you know, like the gingerbread well, the spicy biscuits on trees and the lovely crackers. And, and I just thought, yes, we need to throw in a savoury there somewhere. And this, I opened up my book, flished through it, and I thought, hmm, that looks easy, looks interesting, that'll do, that's us. So it's basically, you know, uh, all thrown into one and as a casserole. So it could be, you know, it's a veggie thing, so... Good to have with sausages or whatever. But it's 125 grams of egg noodles and one good bunch of um, fresh spinach. And that's about 250 grams. So we're on a, still on a bit of a spinach bend. <laughs> and 90 grams of butter. One small onion chopped. Two eggs. One cup of sour cream. Three quarters of a teaspoon of salt. Pinch of black pepper and one cup of grated cheese. Now, that's your ingredients. Now, the method is to preheat the oven to 180 degrees Celsius. Now, cook the noodles according to the packet directions. Drain thoroughly uh, in a colander and put them aside. Now, with the spinach, place the spinach in a large saucepan with the water that's just clung to them when you've washed the spinach. It's usually enough to do, you know, to cook the spinach. So you're actually putting that in and put it in a covered pot for five minutes. Just be careful it doesn't burn, though, because, you know, it doesn't take long for spinach to cook. Um, and then when it's just limp, just we know it's ready. Press out as much liquid as you can, okay? So just sort of press it out. Don't squeeze it too, but just make sure there's not a lot of that extra liquid. In a mixing bowl, combine the noodles and the spinach. Melt the butter in a small frying pan over moderate heat and add the onion and cook uncovered till soft, as we say, sautéed. It's about five minutes. Stir the onion and butter into the noodle mixture. Beat the eggs with the sour cream, salt and pepper. Add the noodle mixture along with the cheese and mix well. And pour that into a buttered shallow casserole dish and bake uncovered for 30 minutes. And then out it comes, beautiful and golden and just that lovely mixture of um, the noodles and the spinach, the sour cream and everything. Sort of quiche-like, I suppose you mm. could say. But um, no, I just thought it was a nice dish that could be a side dish. Yeah, absolutely. And if you've got lots of spinach in your garden, that's a good way of getting rid of it and getting into the kids. That's right. Yes, exactly. Well, I pinched a bunch of silver beet from my garden the other night and cooked it, you know, sort of cooked it very quickly up for tea. And um, the two little people that live in my place with me at the moment, um, they asked for seconds. Oh, blimey. Yeah, silver beet. <laughs> yeah. And I was really, I said, fresh from the garden, a little bit of cheese sauce help, but 
it was, you know, it's just lovely. It really is nice. So there you are. Spinach, I suppose you could use silver beet for this. They're very similar, but spinach is a lot quicker to cook. Yeah, and always good with cheese. And always mm. nice with cheese. And if they have got long, those long sort of stalky things on them, just break them off because I think they can be quite but fibrous. Yeah, they are. Yeah, fibrous, good word. Yeah. Um, you don't really want those in there. So that's our spinach noodles and cheese in casserole. Oh, I think I might have to try that when I stay at mum's house one night. She'd well, like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. The egg noodles, you know, sort of give it that, but it's not spaghetti, it's egg noodles, so it's something a bit different. Mm. Right, the next one, we're going a bit festive now. Well, I thought we should end on something, you know, that's sort of like getting us close to Christmas. And this one here is, um, it's an easy mix fruit and rum cake. And honestly, we've really, what are we, so many weeks out from Christmas. And I think, you know, it's time to think about maybe making that cake or, um, you know, to, to store it away and have it ready for Christmas Day. It's not too, you know, not too soon really. But this one appealed because it's actually quite easy. And the illustration actually on this cake looks really, really nice. And I'm going to show it to Tania before I give you the recipe. Oh, that looks and lovely. And it's nice and rich, doesn't it? Yeah. Really dark too yeah, as well. You really know. solid and yeah. moist. Yeah, and it's just got icing on the top. But you don't have to ice this cake can actually put nuts on the top as well but anyway for this it's a 20 centimeter um you know square or round whichever you choose to make um so you've got one kilo of um californian raisins now they're usually the dark ones now i was surprised it's not mixed fruit yeah yeah it says one kilo of dark raisins you know, so if you can get those, and of course, binin or those people, you can just pick out, pick out your raisins um, as you want them, one kilo's worth. A half a cup of liquid. Now, that can be uh, rum, sherry, um, brandy maybe even, you know, something like that. That's your half a cup of liquid. Um, and you can, you know, have your own choice. But rum, I think they might have used rum in the recipe I'm looking at because it's lovely and dark. It looks lovely and dark. 200 grams of butter, two cups of flour, one cup of sugar, one teaspoon of baking powder, a half a teaspoon of salt, a quarter of a cup of golden syrup, half a cup of milk, and two large eggs. So not very many eggs in this one. So what you're doing now is putting the raisins in a plastic bag with a half a cup of that liquid, which is your choice, rum, whatever, um, or you can make it sherry and rum, you know, make a mixture of it and leave the fruit in that bag to stand for at least 24 hours so that it really mm, grabs the raisins. And I think that's, you know, probably what makes it, um, so rich looking, um, and the, you'll notice that the fruit has soaked up all. Oh liquid. yeah, they've gone plump because they're drunk. They've gone plump. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You've got drunken raisins. <laughs> so and then uh, leave those till they, you know, absorb the the alcohol. Cut or rub the cold butter into the flour, sugar, baking soda, and salt. Uh, using a blender, I, I mean, you can use a food processor, but I've got one of those lovely pastry blenders, you know, the, the little round sort of 
Oh, shape with the yeah. and thing, and you go like this. It's, it's got yeah. like four yeah, silver that's bits right. Yeah, clinging onto it. Yeah, yeah. Right, absolutely right, lovely. Right. That's how I made my Welsh cakes this morning. Oops, that's another story. But um, or your fingers, you know, like you can sort of um, do it with your fingers. But you know, as long as you're rubbing the butter into the flour and all those other ingredients, measure the syrup in a preheated, um, you know. Um, Gla- not a glass, preheated cup maybe that's had hot water in it, just so that the syrup does actually um, sort of go in and, and sort of um, becomes a little bit more liquid and just enough milk to combine um, them. And beat in the eggs, then mix this liquid. Uh, the prepared fruit should be ready and the dry mixture all together. So basically you're putting all that together and giving it a good, really good mix-up. So um, if you don't intend to ice your cake, listeners, you can actually put a lovely lot of blanched almonds or whatever over the top of your cake in a pattern if you like and just bake it in the oven um, if you're not going to ice it because that looks just as good. So you're baking it in a lined um, square tin or around 20 centimetres for two and a quarter or two and a half hours. But until you put a cake skewer or whatever you've got, knitting needle or something like that in the centre and just make sure that it's actually cooked at the bottom, you know, go right through. Now, if you have put the almonds on the top, um, you can polish them and put a little bit of oil into the palm of your hand. And once you've taken it out of the tin and uh, rub it over, just keep rubbing it over with your hands and um, and then a shine will start coming up. A shine will start coming up and you've got these beautiful shiny nuts on top of your cake that look really lovely. And um, yeah, so you can do that. It's a good exercise. I know, I'm watching you you do the hand movements like you're massaging the cake. (laughs) Hello, cake. You've got a lot of stress. I need to make your nuts all shiny on top. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So you can do that. And uh, if you want to put cherries but I don't think cherries really shine that much so to me I think I would be just doing the nuts the the almonds and um, there you are I've got this lovely fruit cake uh, the one I'm looking at is iced of course but you can just put your favorite icing on anyway that mm. you like for um, a Christmas cake yeah well, very easy yeah wonderful flavor yeah Something for you to get doing this weekend, and then when you have visitors over in the festive season, you can say, I made this cake. Looks pretty easy, eh? Well, it's got no spices in, which you've probably just discovered, and no essences of any sort. So I think the flavour is actually coming from the raisins soaked in that beautiful liquid, Mm. and a little bit of golden syrup, which probably adds a bit of flavour to it. But the rest of it... uh, it certainly lives up to its name. Easy Mix Fruit and Rum Cake. Oh, well, there you go. Such a variety today. And you always give us something quite easy to do as well because, you know, there are people like me listening. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> right. And we just, you know, like to think that, you know, it's easy for anybody to do this sort of thing. And uh, and the ca- the cooking's not too long. So, you know, you haven't got your cake in the oven for three or four hours. So mm. really, really good. Mm. Excellent. And put a bit of maybe a um, bit of a frill around it, a bit of Christmas paper and everything. Yeah, lovely. My, my mum used to do that every year, and she'd always recycle the paper and get it out for the <laughs> yeah. next year, like when she put the blimmin' sixpence or whatever in your... Oh, yeah, in the puddings. Oh, yeah, in the puddings. you break your teeth, and then she'd want the coin back from you. <laughs> 
Oh, well, that's lovely. Oh, we're out on the countdown now to Christmas, so keep watching our Facebook page, Coast Access Radio, for Gail's recipes, and you can store them up and then cook over the Christmas period. All right, will you go off in your merry way into the sunshine? I will, I will, and I will have something Christmassy, basically, if we can, you know, every um, week now, because you can have a choice of what you want to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, Tanya. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.